0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dan and Joe Sports Show. As always, I'm Dan. I'm Joe. And Joe, we're joined by our special friend of the show, Tom, who's a huge North Carolina fan. And he's going to talk to us about the hiring of Hubert Davis while he honors Roy Williams with a Roy Williams signed basketball. Glad you have him on the show, Tom. Uh, Dan, Joe, thank
1: you for having me on again. Absolutely.
0: So... Before we get into Hubert Davis, I was uh, – Tom, you and I were talking during this NCAA tournament season. You had told me you thought Roy Williams had three or four years left in him the last time we spoke. So, <laughs> what, what do you think changed right there? And, I mean, what, what thing made him want to retire at this point? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, you know,
1: I'm, a, I'm one of those guys whose glass is always half full. So, That's I was just trick. hoping that, you know, I mean – uh, he seemed healthy enough, and I think in general he, he is. But um, I, honestly, I'll tell you what I think broke it was um, Alec Kessler um, saying that he's going to um, leave North Carolina because I, I, I just can't remember somebody that highly touted um, and a big man who usually big men love to be at UNC – because generally we've got, you know, a pretty good track record of developing a big man to go to the NBA. And after his freshman year, he, uh, he said, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave North Carolina. And um, as you guys probably know, shortly thereafter, uh, Roy announced his retirement. So, I mean, I'll be honest with you, myself and all my buddies, um, that was like, completely blindsided, had no idea that Alec Kessler was unhappy. But, you know, if you think about it, I mean, he was a highly touted uh, Georgia player of the year. Um, always, like, the best player. Um, All-American, five-star recruit. and uh, But he was
2: the fourth big... Yeah.
0: Um. Well... Joe, what were your thoughts on, on Roy Williams' retirement?
2: Well, first, I think it's ironic that Walker Kessler transferred to your school, Auburn. That's kind of interesting there.
1: Yeah, it really, it really is. Um, and, uh, yeah, Bruce Pearl got him. And uh, it's it's just, you know, it's crazy. You know, Garrison Brooks is from Auburn, went to Carolina. And then Al Kessler from from, you know, just south of Atlanta in Noonan. And, uh, I actually, uh, you know, I'm a doctor here in Atlanta and, um, I worked, I work with Alec Kessler's dad. who's an orthopedic surgeon. Wow. Um, and, uh, he played, his dad also played for UGA. Um, um, it was a, a good basketball player and then became an orthopedic surgeon. And I, I worked with him all the time. So I, I've been following him since he was probably 14 years old. Alec Kessler. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, It blindsided me. But uh, I wish him best of luck. And um, uh, I mean, Bruce Pearl is a great person to play for. Um, But I'll be honest, I I can't believe he left Carolina. Um, But there must have been something going on that uh, he wasn't happy with, you know?
0: Yeah, Tom, I, I can say this. I never in my life thought I would see a day where Auburn could get a transfer from North Carolina in basketball. <laughs> yes. So I'm just so I mean, you happy. Know, know Bruce Pearl only took us to a Final Four. Apparently we're at the point now where we're in the universe of getting a North Carolina transfer. So yeah. I'm pretty happy yeah. with
1: that. Yeah, I I would not – who would have thought that that would happen? But, uh, but you know, I mean, obviously Alec House was going to be the big man on campus there.
0: And he would have been the big man on campus in Chapel Hill. Yeah, I know. and then Garrison Brooks moved on to Mississippi State, so I know Mississippi State fans are probably pretty excited about that right now too. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Tom, yeah, uh, you know, one of the things that made Williams, you know, leave, I think, I don't know, maybe so. Well, moving on from from Roy Williams, uh, that basketball that you signed, that you had signed from us, can you tell us about where you got it from and when you saw Roy Williams?
1: Oh, yeah. So uh, my buddies and I, you know, um, I graduated Carolina in 92, uh, med school in 96, and then stayed there for residency, too. So I'm a, I'm a, a three time target, I guess you could say. But uh, so uh, my buddies and I, um, we do these holiday tournaments when Carolina, you know, they're always invited to either the Maui Invitational in Hawaii or the Bell for Atlantis in the Bahamas. And we've kind of made it not every year because they don't go every year but when they go we uh, we bring our wives and kids and meet up with each other and um, watch the tournaments and it's usually Thanksgiving week which is great because uh, most people have that off and then we get to see three games and and get to see each other and our families get to meet each other and, and this is a uh, you know this is one of those uh, souvenirs that you can get there royal loom signed and and uh, I'm glad that happened because uh, I guess we won't see him in the Bahamas again next time they go.
0: <laughs> so, Tom, I know you've been to a bunch of Final Fours. Uh, I guess you were in college when the uh, the Chris Webber timeout game happened. Were you at that game? I was not at that
1: game, but I did
0: see it in Chapel Hill. But oh, that was some kind of game to watch right there.
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, I honestly did not even realize they didn't have a timeout. and So when that happened, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll never forget it. Um, I was like, "Oh, they didn't have a timeout," that said it's the foul, and you know that, that almost sealed that that sealed the sealed the deal for us. So that was great. <laughs> in fact, there's a you know there's a, a very famous. I don't know if you guys have ever been in Chapel Hill before, but uh, every college town has a couple of really famous restaurants. And since that game, we have a restaurant called Timeout Chicken, and um, <laughs> it's, a, it's an awesome you know chicken fried chicken place. And uh, it's called Timeout Chicken, and uh, it's been there ever since that Michigan game, and
2: it's going strong still. How about that? Well, Tom, you mentioned that you graduated in 92? Yes, sir. Coincidentally, I was just reading. Oh, wait.
1: Hey, Joe, Joe, I'm sorry. I'm getting old. Uh, 92 from from high school,
2: uh, Carolina. 96, 96. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. And the reason, only reason I brought that up is I was reading that Hubert Davis graduated in 92 from UNC, and I was like, wow, you know, if you were there at the same time as them, that's quite the coincidence. Oh, right, right. No, no. I
1: apologize. I was there when like Jerry Stackhouse and Rashid Wallace and Jeff McGinnis and those guys were there. Um, but uh, Hubert was a little bit older than me, just a few years older than me. So, gotcha.
0: Well, Tom, so speaking of Hubert Davis, uh, I think, you know, from talking to you, you seem like you're pretty excited about it, and he was either your number one or number two guys. What, do you, what did you think about the hiring? Well, I, I mean,
1: I, like most Carolina alumni, wanted to keep it within the family. So it was either Hubert Davis or Wes Miller. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Wes Miller, but he, um, he was at UNC Greensboro, which is just an hour away, basically, from Chapel Hill. Um, and he was a walk-on for Carolina um but uh wonderful division one had you know head coach in the Southern Conference um you know he played against Georgia Southern Appalachian State those schools and and, and sent um UNC Greensboro to the in-state tournament for for four years um and within the past maybe I think seven years or so great record good coach so I was hoping to either be Hubert was my number one pick because you know Roy, Basically, hand picked him and said,
0: "Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, that's a good thing when you get a hand picked by the head coach. There, uh, you know, that, that seems to be something that North Carolina always does." Tom, I mean, I'm sorry, I can't hear you, but Yeah, sorry. Right. Did uh Have they ever not hired somebody that was from within the North Carolina tree? I feel like every coach I've ever seen in North Carolina is someone that played there. And usually it was somebody you coached under Dean Smith, and I guess now they're keeping the, the train rolling with coach under Roy Williams.
1: Uh, you're right. Um, in fact, if, do you remember when we hired Matt Darty? Yes. Which was not a great experiment. <laughs> um, that When Matt Darty coached, that was the very first and only NIT game I ever went to. <laughs> um, because uh, that was one year we, we had a losing record and we went to a, NIT and we hosted an NIT game at home in Chapel Hill and I went to it and me and my buddies were like, we're literally in an NIT game in the Dean Dome. Um, So that wasn't good. But yeah, but he's also a Carolina alumni. You know, he played in the 1982 championship game with Michael Jordan when we beat Georgetown. Um, Matt Darty and he was a good coach for the first year or so, but I don't know. I don't know what happened, but uh, he wasn't uh, very successful. And that's when Roy Williams took over, you know. Um, And so Having Hubert Davis on board now, after Will Williams kind of handpicked him to become an assistant, and you know him being on nine years in, as an assistant coach was great. I mean, I know it's hard to hire somebody who's never been a head coach anywhere, not even in high school, to be the head coach of a school like North Carolina or any Division One school. But guess what? Guess who also was never a head coach anywhere before he started?
0: No, uh, Dean Smith. So Roy God. Williams. Really? Right. When he got Roy hired in Kansas,
1: Roy Williams was an assistant coach to Dean Smith at North Carolina for like 12 years. His first head coaching job ever was Kansas. Wow. Wow.
2: Hey. Yeah, no, I think I really think Super Davis has a chance to be pretty good. I loved him as a commentator on ESPN and I always watch coaches, you know, they're good commentators like Steve Kerr in the NBA. I feel like it translates well because they can teach the game to the to the players well.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and, you know, Hubert Davis, uh, being with Roy Williams as long as he did for nine years, I think that makes a pretty significant difference right there. Uh, yeah. Tom, what, what would you say, uh, what would be your expectations for the first couple years with, with Hubert Davis? Well, I'll
1: tell you what. So I'm, I'm trying to get to a place where uh, I have better Wi-Fi, okay? That's a um, So, first of all, the, the the two transfers that we got, I don't know if you guys are following closely, but are are great. The fact that we've got uh, that shooter from Oklahoma as a like manic, I think, and then the um, six, he's a six nine power forward who is a good shooter uh, transfer from Oklahoma, and then um, the six eight uh, small forward. Justin, something from Virginia in the ACC. I mean, those are good transfers, um, good recruiting. And I think Hubert, number one, is going to be a great recruiter, you know, because he played college basketball at UNC, and then um, he played in the NBA for 12 years. So he can kind of relate to players. But um, to be realistic, um, you know, I would be happy if we were – in the top three or four in the ACC next year um, and, you know, kind of competing for a for an ACC championship. And, I mean, I'd be disappointed if we didn't make the tournament next year and hopefully we'd get a higher seed than we got this year. Um, I mean, this is the lowest seed we've ever had. And, you know, this is the first time Roy Williams have, has ever lost a first-round NCAA game. And, Daniel, by the way, that's probably one other reason why he you, you called it quits, you know. He's never lost a first round game
0: before. He knew it was slipping at that point when he was losing a first round game. I was yeah. shocked by that too. That's why I picked him to win because I, I saw that stat before they played Wisconsin. Um, you know, looking back on on Roy's career, Tom, do you think that he gets as a do you think he's a top five coach of all time in college basketball? Top ten, where would you put Roy Williams at, you think?
1: Oh definitely top ten. Um, so top five, I would say I mean, you could argue Roy Williams is higher than Dean Smith. I mean, he's got more championships than Dean Smith. He's got more wins. Um, um But, you know, obviously – and, I mean, he's got more wins than Bobby Knight, more championships than Bobby Knight. So, obviously, Mike Krzyzewski, um, John Wooden. Um, I mean, I think Roy Williams is top top five right now, I would say. I think yeah, when fair. you start
2: going into that kind of description of some of the other coaches, like it really makes sense to put him in that stratosphere. Yeah. I mean, the, kind of the, the knock against him, you know, at Kansas was that he couldn't win a national championship. Exactly. And there was some criticism his first couple of years at North Carolina that he won a title with somebody else's recruits. But I think the years that he had with Hansbro and then winning the championship in 17, that really diminished all that criticism. I, I agree, Joe. I mean, I mean, it's hard to argue
1: with somebody who um, has won three national championships, you know, and has the number of wins. And I can't remember if he's like he's he's behind uh, Kraszewski and Bayham, but he, he might be three or four in all time wins.
2: Y'all can correct me on that. But, yeah, um, but he's got like nine hundred, I think, or close to it. I put him ahead yeah. of Bayham because
0: yeah. Bayham's only got the one national championship and. Bayheim just has these average teams every year and then they'd suddenly get good at the NCAA tournament. That's like what he does well, every year. Well, the interesting
2: thing about that debate is Bayheim does have that head to head over in, in the national championship game, but I feel like three versus one, you would you know have to go Williams.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, he,
1: he's done a great job and, um, you know, uh, you're right. I mean, he didn't win any national championships in, in, in Kansas, and and he went to so many Final Fours. It's hard to believe he didn't win any of those. But then yeah. when he went to Carolina, it didn't take much. You know, it didn't take very long for him to start winning, and 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 uh, and he won more than Dean Smith did, and in less time than Dean Smith was there. You know, so and you know he's um, one
0: he's one incredible shot away from having four. I mean, the, the Villanova three pointer. Probably now that the Gonzaga shot didn't oh. really mean anything, is the second greatest shot in NCAA tournament history, I gotta say. Sorry, for oh, saw him in Old Moon there, Tom, but, but. I'll never forget that, ever. <laughs> All right, Chris Tom. Jenkins. So we can't, you know, we can't have the North Carolina guy on without talking a little bit of Duke and go on the other side. So now that Roy Williams is hung it up, how much time do you think Coach K has left in him? You know, that's a great question
1: because this season is the season. Um, you know, when I went to med school, um, I probably had as many Duke alumni friends in medical school as I did Carolina alumni friends in undergrad, you know, because uh, our, our schools are kind of uh, incestuous. Like our, the, the med school at Duke, and the med school at UNC, we kind of take each other. So I, I have a lot of good friends who are Duke undergrads. So we have a big rivalry, you know, we were going back and forth this season because both our teams sucked, basically. And so um, they were like, you know, we were both like, "How much longer do they have?" And I, and I told you, I was like, "I think Roy's got at least a couple more years, three or four years." And they were like, "Yeah, Mike probably does too." Well, I was wrong, and uh, <laughs> um, I bet I bet Mike Kraszewski. I mean, he's you know, Roy has Roy has some health problems, you know, that we don't all that we don't know um, all the specifics about. But I, I think Mike's is pretty healthy. He looks healthy, um, and uh, he's definitely driven. So I would, I would say he's going to be in there
2: for another four or five years. I bet. remember? Um, do y'all remember, be, do you remember back in two thousand four when he almost coached the Lakers?
0: Texas? Yeah,
2: yeah. Hmm. I did. Me, uh, it was, and I, if I'm not, if I
1: recall, he did have some like chronic back issues. Remember that season where they had a losing season. And um, but he was out most of the season with back with with back pain and like surgery. Yeah, and Yeah, Jeff,
2: Jeff Capel, I think, coached them in his absence most of the year.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's remember,
1: the only um, thing I can think of, and I don't know if that was in and around that time, but yeah.
0: Well, well, Tom, I can say I was really hoping that Roy would just do one more season because I hated seeing him go out in a game like that. I mean, I understand that you know he still got in the tournament as an eight seed, and they did pretty good at the end of the year and beating Florida State, but. I wanted him to go just one more year so I could see him like maybe make the sweet 16 or something at least going out. Cause I felt like his career deserves so much better than the end in a game like that where Wisconsin just killed him.
1: No, nah, no doubt. No doubt. That's, that is not the way you want to go out. And I'm sure Roy would not have written his script that way, but uh, it is what it is. And um, like I said, after Alec Kessler did that, and I think uh, he was like, okay, I'm done with it. You know, the, the, I don't know if you guys want to get into this, but the, the transfer portal is I think is 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 um, is maybe doing a disservice to college basketball. I mean, you, it's almost like these um, these college basketball coaches have to recruit twice. I mean, you get the player in there and then you got to keep them happy, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you should try to keep them happy. But uh, the fact that they can just like leave without a penalty. I don't know. Has a it's lot of free
2: agent, It's like free agency is what it is every year. Exactly, yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know. I mean, like I, you know, I understand that it's a little bit unnerving now where you can have people leave. But bottom line is, you know, I've always thought that if a coach can do that, why can't a player do that? I mean, yeah. if you're a coach, you can you can sign a signing class and leave the next day and go to a new job.
2: Yeah. No. Uh, right on. Oh, I, sure. I agree. And that's one reason I've always thought that coaches, you know, when they have the buyout like one way, I feel like it should work both ways. I've always thought the coach should have to pay the school, you know, if they get out of the contract prematurely. I think that's totally unfair. No, right on, right
1: on. I I agree with all of that. Absolutely, it's just you know, it's what I have been used to, where a player joins your school and and you know they're with you, and then you just try to develop them, and you know, but uh, now with this new transfer portal rule, it's um. You know, uh, schools like Carolina, it's hard because, I mean, we recruit, like, w- the best players for the most part, and people are going to try to get them, and, you know, they're, they're going to start getting them, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it was it was weird for, for Auburn this year, Tom. I think they had like, four players transfer out, and there were guys that started on our team this year that transferred. And, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. And I mean, yeah, they, they built it up, and they got Walker Kessler, and then they got a guy from, like, Murray State. But still, I mean, it was so weird to see like four guys transfer, and I think two of them were starters. One of them was like our point guard for a period of time, and Justin Powell. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna
1: show how good some of the coaches are too, because um, these coaches are gonna have to adapt to like new players every year. I mean, a new team almost every year it seems, you know, um, which you know that they can earn their money that way, so.
0: Well, Tom, the last thing I want, I want to ask you about, so you've seen the three national championships that, that Roy Williams had. I guess you, two, you maybe would have seen the Jordan one, I guess, or what did you have been born then? AAC would have been like probably like 10 or in that kind of age <laughs> range. Um, what's your favorite North Carolina national championship team? Well,
1: I, I guess it's the one I went to. Uh, which is the last one in 2017 I think I think you and I were texting each other when uh, I was there in glendale and because I went to it and um, uh, it was a team that uh, really was um, I think destined to win it because we lost the year before in 2016 to Villanova on the last second shot after Marcus page hit that unbelievable shot three-pointer to tie it up and then chris Jenkins hit also an unbelievable open three-pointer to win it all in the last second. I mean, that was just devastating. And so the following season when we, um, you know, we're a preseason number one seed and basically stayed number one the whole year. It was just a a ride for all of us, me and my buddies. And we were like, you know, we got to win this year. And then we did, you know, we got there and then we went to the game, went to the final four. You know, that was unbelievable. I did see the 1982 game, which is actually one of the reasons I became a big Carolina fan. I was I was eight years old because I was born in '74, and I saw that on you know local television, and um, that's when I started becoming a Carolina fan. But uh, but yeah, that was that was uh, the start of it. But I would say the 2017 one because I went to it and really fall I mean, I followed all of
2: them, but. Well, what was so impressive about that run, I thought, Tom, was that how many times do we see a team have a heartbreaking loss like that and just kind of fall apart the next year? To be able to pull it off the next season, to me, that that was really impressive. I agree. No, I agree. Honestly, that's why I thought Gonzaga was going to win it
1: this year because they've been there so many times in the last few years. Um, But then when I saw – and I never saw Baylor play all year. Until yeah. this tournament. and after after seeing Baylor play twice, um, I was like, Oh, I don't know if anybody can be able to beat this team. They look so strong and fast, you know. But
2: Yeah, if they hadn't had the COVID issue, they might have gone undefeated. Because that was yeah. the only reason I think they lost two games.
1: Yeah, no, no, they they were so strong. I mean they were just strong and just faster and stronger than anybody, really. Yeah.
0: Well, Tom, I hope that we see a fast and strong UNC team next year. And as they always say, uh, if God is a North Carolina fan, then why is the sky Tar Heel Blue? That's right. (laughs) Go (laughs) Heels. Go Heels. Thanks for having you on, Tom. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. Take care. All right. Bye. And – Enjoyed having Tom on the show. You can catch us every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Follow us on Facebook Live. And uh, catch us uh, all of our old episodes on Spotify. Look up Spotify. Look up the Dana and Joe Sports Show. And as always, I'm Dan. And I'm Joe.